You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name's Father Tim Smith. And I'm Thomas Escrow. We're broadcasting live this morning from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, part of the Real Presence Radio listening network. And we're grateful to proclaim the truths of our Catholic faith and give glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Amen. Uh, Thomas, I hope... What do you think? Uh, I got a couple nice, beautiful statues oh, yeah. here. Uh, this is my one of the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, holding the child Jesus. And, of course, the Pieta. Uh, this Pieta a replica of St. Michael's uh, beautiful statues. And, uh, of course, in my parish, I have some other just amazing. I can't wait to show you. I'm going to give you the grand tour, my statue of St. Therese, St. Nice. Anne. But you know what? Some people say... Why are you worshiping those graven images in my parish? Have you ever heard that before? Oh, yeah. Lots of our separated brothers and sisters, brethren of the Protestant religion, just struggle so much with why Catholics adorn their churches and their homes with statues and images, and they call it idolatry. Well, you know, we'll get down to the bottom of that question. And to be on air with us this morning, we'd like to welcome Monsignor Brian Donahue from the Diocese of Fargo. Monsignor, how are you this morning? I'm doing very well. How are you doing today? We're doing great now. Happy Veterans Day. Yes. And, well, yep, tomorrow we're wishing a happy Veterans Day tomorrow, and, uh, okay. and, and uh, praise the Lord for that. And, uh, you know, Monsignor, uh, I, I'm, a fa- I'm a son of a veteran. My fa- father was a Vietnam veteran, and my grandfather a World War II veteran, so we want to say uh, prayerful uh, love to all those who have served our nation faithfully. Monsignor, is your parish like mine? Do you have some statues around? Oh, yes, we have statues. Tell us about yourself. Where's your parish right now, and and, uh, where are you serving? I'm serving in southeast corner of North Dakota in the Fargo Diocese, right across the river from Minnesota. Uh, My parishes are St. Phillips and Hankins in North Dakota and St. Anthony's in Fairmount, which is 15 miles east. And for a Minnesota reference, Paramount is about uh, the closest Minnesota town is Tintha, Minnesota, where my mother was born in 1919. I wow. have a sister-in-law from Tinta, Minnesota, small town yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's great. And you know, our real presence, the radio family, whether you're from North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, we're all connected through the beauty of God's church. I myself am a Minnesotan, at, uh, born and raised. So, Monsignor. Oh. We just celebrated All Saints Day. You know, all our listeners mm-hmm. around had this beautiful, and what a, 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 it coincided with Sunday Mass this week. So we were able to really pack the house and have everyone there to give veneration to all the all the saints of God that have served God's church. You know, why mm-hmm. does the church honor saints? I have these saint statues in my parish. Why do we honor saints? Well, first of all. Uh Saints, All Saints Day is is the celebrating it's the celebration of the living, meaning those who have gone on before us, marked with the sign of faith, and they're enjoying the vision and the glory of heaven. Mm. Uh, so, but they're they're alive, just they're more alive than we are. Mm. And uh, in a way, I see if we if we don't believe in that, we're not even Christian. <laughs> mm. But if you think about it in that terms, it's the celebration of the living. So in that case. Uh, we have picture, all sorts of pictures of of the living here and here on earth uh, that we wouldn't think for a second about that I'm worshiping it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a story of my one of my uncles 
after World War II, coming back on the ship. And there they had time, you know, a month long or whatever, and so a lot of visiting. And one guy, they got into religion, the guy talking about graven images, you know, mm. Catholics worship graven images. And uh, my uncle said, uh, oh, really? He said, do you have any pictures of your children? Like I said, oh, yeah. He said, can I see them? I said, sure. He took them out, he looked at me, he said, now tear them up. Mm. Graven images. The guy's just like, what? <laughs> but we, we have images of those here on Earth. Uh, family pictures. You go to anybody's home, you got pictures of their families and everything. Are those graven images? I don't think so. Mm. And if, I mean, even pictures of people who have passed away, loved ones, are those graven images? I don't think so. So what we're doing is we're celebrating the communion of those who are alive, first of all. And just like here on Earth, I would ask somebody to say a prayer for me or like today, you know, people say a prayer for Monsignor Joseph Singer and his family. He just died yesterday from COVID. Mm. And um, but does that mean he's dead now, and we can't ask him to pray with us? I don't think so. He's he's more alive than we are, and mm. uh, so that's the whole thing. Graven images meaning what do you mean idolatry? That we worship this image, uh, and really. That's that's not a Catholic thing. It might be in some other religions, you know. It might believe that there's a spirit in everything and that maybe this statue has an evil spirit in it. Well, no. It's it's a statue. It's 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 fiberglass, it's concrete, it's whatever. It's a reminder that we have those who've gone on before us that are inspirations to us to how to walk in the life of Christ. There's only one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. To whom all worship and glory belongs. Oh. Amen. You know, Monsignor, yeah. we were just speaking with Chris Motes in the last segment about the importance of community and living in relation with other people. Yeah. And I'm always struck by the Catholic teaching here, and you're reverberating it for me, that uh, our bond as Catholics is even stronger than temporal death. When our bodies die, oh, that yeah. doesn't mean the yeah. person... Like, we're still in communion with yeah. them, we're still in church, in, in a church, they're still a part of the faithful, right? Mm-hmm. And so one question I guess a lot of people might ask is, why would you ask intercession of a saint when you could be praying to God? How, how would you well, answer that question, Monsignor? I start getting the giggles. That's very true. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with what they're saying. Of course you can talk to God alone. <laughs> this worship belongs to God alone. But I go back to the same thing. Why are, we, why are we talking on the radio now about the thing? Why are we communicating with one another? Uh, why do I ask someone to pray for me here on earth? Mm. Uh, their prayers here on earth are uh, they're good. Are they better the ones coming from heaven or might be even better? And if we believe, if we do believe in eternal life and in the resurrection, why would we not ask someone in heaven to pray for us? That's my question. If I say because, you know, I pray to God alone, then that means that I have never asked anyone to pray together with me. I've never asked anyone to pray for me. I've never asked anyone to pray for anything, because then I'm starting to treat another human being as a graven image. And mm. we certainly don't want that to happen. Oh, that's my my uh, logic on it. Is if, I, if, if I can do that with people here on Earth, 
and I believe in eternal life and resurrection, why can't I do it with people who have gone on before me? That's really Jesus, fascinating. You know, yeah, uh, Monsignor. St. James says, pray for one another that you may find healing. Amen to that. And uh, if I think, Monsignor, about uh, this year for All Saints Day, uh, was able to, uh, of course, it always con- coincides. We talk about this on Real Presence Live, too. Um, you know, Halloween on the, the eve before yeah. All Saints Day. And so we see this custom of everyone, you know, dressing up. And this year, Monsignor, uh, during the distribution of candy at a safe social distancing, I donned a, a uh, an outfit, which is very easy for me as a priest. I could, I, I was as St. Charles Borromeo, who was the great oh, okay. uh, Bishop yeah. of Milan. And uh, I did that uh, for two reasons. First off, he was a he was a great saint during the time of a of a pandemic in in northern mm-hmm. Italy, um, and so he was a great cool. sign of hope. He brought the sacraments to people, but it also reminded me just during that activity, uh, of course, with our CCD children and and spending time with them, that the saints are alive. That they're not just frozen in time. The, the statues, um, the beautiful images, are are there to call to mind our belief in that they are living, they are alive in Christ, and that like us, we can turn to them just like we turn to our family members, the people we love, with our prayers. Do you have any particular saints that you have a devotion to, Monsignor? Yes, I, I think Michael the Archangel, that's part of my baptismal name, and then uh, I think Gerard, which is also part of my baptismal name. Mm. Uh, Blessed Brian, uh, whose memorial is in April. I don't think there's any St. Brian, so we got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, St. Padre Pio and St. John Vianney. Those are probably the biggest ones for me. You know, one thing I really appreciate about All Saints Day that the Church gives us, obviously all the saints that you listed there, and mm-hmm. many of our saints that we know of that are canonized saints have their own feast days throughout the year. Then the Church of Wisdom says, hey, there's probably more people in heaven than we know about. Mm. So we're going to celebrate All Saints Day for all of those unknown saints. And then the following day, you have... Oh, go ahead, Monsignor. I was going to say, like, tomorrow, November 11th, is Martin of Tours. Well, it's through Martin of Tours that the whole word chaplain for the military came from. Because of what he would wear, uh, chapella. Oh, yeah, go ahead with what you're saying. I, interrupted I always confuse Martin of Tours and Martin de Poors. It's just confusing. Yeah. Pray yeah. for us, both of yeah. you, Martins. <laughs> yes, right. No, but then the, the next day on November 2nd is All Souls Day. So one you know, yeah. beautiful practice that the Church gives us is, on All Saints Day, I can pray for my own family, my own friends that have passed on, and ask them to pray for us in case mm-hmm. they're in heaven, but I don't know. So the next day, I'm going to offer my prayers and my sacrifices in case they're in purgatory so that they can soon experience the beatific vision in heaven. Yeah, I, I think that uh, it's beautiful that those two days are back-to-back, in a sense, because November 2nd, we're praying for any who are still in the process of being purified, because uh, no, uh, uh, no one can be in the presence of, full presence of God with sin, first of all, or even the stain of sin. And so purgatory is really, just like the word sounds, is a purgation, it's a purifying mm-hmm. uh, on the way to the kingdom. It's not, uh, uh, it's, it's, it, they're assured of salvation, it's just that the, there's things that 
like that are stuck to us. I guess I put it that way. And we got to get cleaned off before we get into the beatific vision. Well, the beautiful reflection on that uh, preparation for the glory of heaven. Uh, our guest mm-hmm. this morning is Monsignor Brian Donahue from the Diocese of Fargo. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to be back. We're going to continue to talk about the veneration of the saints and how we can respond to the claim of idolatry by non-Catholics. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Thomas Escrow. And we are broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. It's a beautiful fall day in the Real Presence Radio listening area, and we just want to continue to glorify the Lord Jesus by our life and in our love. And of course, we venerate God with, uh, you know, honoring him in our homes. You know, so many of our church members all throughout the listening area have uh, statues, have beautiful images, perhaps an image of the divine mercy. Of course, the practice of having a crucifix. I make a point here at Holy Cross where we honor 
the the Holy Cross of Jesus. I have a crucifix in every room of the house. Mm. Um, there's this beautiful one I have here, Thomas. Of course, I have several statues of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in fact, if you walk around the outside of the buildings, you might be surprised. I've got a Mary statue pretty much everywhere. I've got my big, beautiful <laughs> statue of Our Lady of Lords. I have one right here in the front of the house. And in the back, I have my little St. Joseph garden. And I honor St. Joseph with the statue there. And, you know, any person who comes here, they might quickly say, you have all these statues and all this. Are you worshiping these statues as some sort of pagan idolatry, these graven images? And even other uh, non-Catholics who, you know, kind of don't have the crucifix of the corpus of Jesus on the cross. Our guest this morning is Monsignor Brian Donahue from the Fargo Diocese. Monsignor, how can we respond to someone who claims that we're worshiping an idol by having this statue or an image of the saint? You know, what's a good way? We talked about how the saints are alive. They're, they're mm-hmm. in the kingdom of heaven. We're, we're recognizing them so we can ask for their intercession. They're our friends. They're friends of God, and they're friends of Jesus, and so they, they can be with us on the way to heaven. But what about the misappropriation of this understanding of statues? Well, first of all, a lot of times when people do that, part of it is they don't know what they're talking about. They've been raised that way. Mm. Just like Catholics, we can be raised to believe in stuff that isn't really part of our faith, but in our Mm. family we grew up believing that, and it doesn't mean it's real or true. Uh, It doesn't mean it's, you know, maybe that bad, but it's just a custom that uh, we grew up with, but it's not Mm -hmm. really part of the teaching of the faith. And so, for example, with with people who claim that, a lot of times they're just repeating what they've heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically what, what I would say is, well, why do you believe, why would you believe it's a graven image? What what else do you have in your life that you think is a graven image? You know, your football, your car? A graven image would mean things that we worship and that we are idolatry, that we are uh, giving glory to in a sense of this is our life. You see it around the country. We do it all the time with money, mm-hmm. you know? And so it doesn't... It, 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 we could take anything say, oh, that's a graven image. We don't, you know... It just, uh, for some reason, people pick on the statues of saints. And uh, it's just goofy, you know, in, you, in you my make, opinion. Making a great point, Monsignor, and that, okay, we've established that the practice of having... Uh, statues helps us to enter into the intercess intercession their intercession for us which is different from yeah. worship um but at the same time as a challenge to our listeners out there that might not mean that you're not struggling with idolatry hmm. that idolatry mm-hmm. is placing other things in your life before god and i often think about this in my own life you know do i go to mass one get and give god that time one hour a week and yet I have no problem sitting down at noon on a Sunday and watching a three-hour football game and then a three o'clock yeah. football game and then the Sunday night football and meanwhile checking my don't fantasy forget, football teams the and the previous and the Monday previews. night and Thursday night. It's just what am I giving worth to in my life? What am I worshiping? <clears throat> Thanks yeah, for mentioning that, people, Thomas. Yeah, and, that's and great. Sometimes people see statues; they think of something evil, you know, like a spirit or something. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then I think, what have you been dabbling in in your life that you think that way? Mm. You know, have you been using Ouija boards? You read, put it out of trust in the horoscope, uh, so on and so forth. You know, that leads you to believe that anything like this is there's something not of God. 
Uh, and so we did, we we start to turn based upon our own beliefs and experiences. We take things like that, and without even knowing it, we're 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 really what we're doing is we're projecting what's going on inside of me. You know, I'd say, okay, if you think uh, Statue of Mary is is idol worship, don't have one. But don't tell me I'm idol worshiping. You know, just because you have a, a, a Jeep doesn't mean that I need to have. You know, I like a Mercedes. You know, don't tell sure. me I have to have a Jeep. <laughs> you know? So you that's know, I think it's goofy. Yeah, Monsignor, the uh, the mention you had about a person's upbringing, how much that can also inform their experience oh, of faith as well. Um, you know, oftentimes, so as a pastor and a priest, sometimes I do encounter someone, they say, well, we had a belief that was given to the, someone in our family, and it may, as you mentioned, not necessarily be derived from the teaching of the faith or the catechism. Yeah. And I could say, actually, I can provide a clarification, you know, I know, I understand perhaps her grandma, when there was a storm coming, she had this mm-hmm. little, and it was an act of faith, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, However, let's pull it back to the sacraments, where we, and let's do some more catechesis there, so we can properly understand, and it's not superstition, which it does, has always emerged in the life of the faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see mm-hmm. that in the history of church teaching, there has been times where superstitious practices have emerged. And so perhaps we can always clarify for people that we're having that conversation with. Um, have you have you seen other things where people's, uh, in their family, oh, yeah. they've had presumptions? It sounds like you've, no, yeah. in your life of priesthood, you've seen a lot of that. Oh, sure. And really, you could pick any parish, you could pick any church, any, you could pick a synagogue, any, whatever. And the local congregation is going to have customs that are not part of the official teaching or anything of the of the church or the Muslim faith or Jewish faith or anything. You're always going to have that. And so the job of the pastor is helping to bring people into closer understanding of the authenticity of the faith. Mm. But you're still, you got you know, you, pastors are like general practitioners. <laughs> we, we get people coming to us with all sorts of stuff. And uh, we gradually bring them around to an understanding that's more closer to what our faith really is. Do you and guys, it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm? As pastors, do you appreciate when people come to you with those sorts of questions? Because oh, I, love it. I yeah. think, yeah, I, I think so often, you know, the way that a lot of us grew up was here's what we do, here's the faith, don't question it, don't. And then we're just yeah. stuck with these yeah. questions that we never got to ask. Um, and so I just want to encourage listeners out there, if you have a question and here's a question about saints, or I just dealt with a question from a family member about, uh, indulgences just this last weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she's been wrestling with this for 10 plus years. Ask the question Mm -hmm. and we, you know, the, your pastor would be more than happy to provide a reason because there's a reason for everything in the church that the church does or practices or proclaims. So there wasn't a very clear question there, sorry. Well, well Monsignor, I think I really appreciate your insight, though, too, about local customs. That's encouragement to me. You and your your wisdom as a senior priest and me as a very young priest. So I'm, I'm, Monsignor, I'm still in the phase where I show up maybe. I've done some filling in at other parishes before I became a pastor of three parishes, but I still mm-hmm. have the experience sometimes of, What's going on around here? Because it's a local <laughs> custom. It's a local custom, and I'm like, why do you guys yeah. do that? And in my in my 
in my youth, you know, I'm 40 years old, I still am learning to, like you say, Monsignor, in your wisdom, to take the time to redirect, guide, and lead people to that fuller understanding. I love how you, how you pointed that out, mm. um, and pastoral care, and, and helping, and bringing those questions. You know, one thing, uh, too, Thomas, is I always tell my parishioners that they ask me those questions, mm-hmm. and then I say, you know what, that is such a good question, I want you to call Dr. David Anders yep. <laughs> at one thirty. I may yeah. because I said when you ask that question on Catholic Radio or you call Catholic Answers, now the whole country is going to hear what the Holy Spirit is doing in your soul, yeah. and you're going to and someone driving in Delaware is going to hear that, and they said I've been wondering about that my whole life, and mm-hmm. I said don't. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is working in your intellect, in your soul, so you can know Jesus and the truth of the Church. Do not deny that, listeners. Call in. Call into Real Presence Live. Call into our call-in shows on, on, on Real Presence Radio, because by doing that, you're participating in that evangelization of the Church, and the Lord has given you that question. You know, Monsignor, any final thoughts for us on, you know, venerating the saints and honoring them well, uh, with statues or images in the home? I, what I would say is the final thoughts is honor the dead, those who have gone on before us, those who have entered into the fullness of the power of the resurrection and maybe still need relief from stains of sin, those being purified. Uh, we can do a whole thing on this. There's, I've had a lot of times where people say, Father, my house is haunted. And you go there, it's not haunted. It's people asking for prayers. Mm. I'm just asking, they want to move on to the kingdom of God, and they, for whatever reason, are around your place doing things, little things, not hurting or anything, but just asking for prayers. Mm. And so it's good. We want to pray for those who have gone on before us. Amen to that, and and have a Mass offered at your local parish. Call your pastor and say, I'd like to have a Mass offered for those souls. Uh, one mass could get a person out of purgatory into heaven. Praise the Lord. Every time, but I've heard of it happening many times. Well, we, we want to thank you, Monsignor Brian Donahue from the Diocese of Fargo, for being our guest this morning. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. We have more in our next segment. Stay tuned with us right here 